Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, and I want to talk a little bit more today in this episode about how to know if your animal chiropractor is legitimate. Um, I think one of the biggest disparities in our profession is that veterinarians don't know who to trust when they're trying to refer their patients, and uh, animal owners don't necessarily know what are proper qualifications for getting their animal adjusted. Um, You know, there's body work, there's osteopathy, there's chiropractic, there's, you know, so many things that you can have done to your animal. And I think it's more of a problem when it comes to large animal. Um, But I just think that the more clear and concise um, we, you know, present ourselves, the more professional we are, um, I think that that will increase our uh, reach and allow us to see more pets in the future. So with that being said, um, I just want to give a quick word to our new sponsor, iPoint Touch. Um, I'm very fortunate that they have decided to, um, you know, look into my co- my podcast and the content that I'm providing and also offer, um, you know, an amazing opportunity for my listeners to get in touch with them so that way they can get a completely customized electronic health record system. You know, you wake up each morning, you leave your house because you have a passion in your heart to serve those animals, your patients, and it's really not easy being an entrepreneur. You didn't dream about a life with all this stress, with all these admin uh, tasks like sending invoices and taking notes and all these sorts of things and after a long day of work you want to be with your family you know your passion keeps you focused and you want to help reach that next story that next miracle full of healing Um, and iPoint understands that they have a passion to serve you help you to create solutions which may seem impossible but they want you to spend time touching lives and not spending endless hours doing the admin work so to learn a little bit more about the EHR program for integrative veterinary medicine go to iPointTouch.com schedule time with Carmi she'll listen to you she'll offer a guiding hand and she will help customize this software to help minimize your stress and keep you focused on the things that matter So with that being said, um, give iPoint Touch a look because they are amazing and I have kind of dabbled with different softwares and no one gave me the attention that Miss Carmi did. So look into that because I know it will truly help you um, expand your practice because the admin stuff is really what bogs you down. So... In this podcast, I want to talk a little bit more about what we need to emphasize uh, to animal owners and also veterinarians uh, because we need to move this animal chiropractic profession forward. So uh, four quick things I recommend you reinforce to animal owners uh, when they're wanting to know if their animal chiropractic provider is legitimate is one, ask them where they went to school. They should have some type of schooling, hopefully. (laughs) Um, personally and professionally, I recommend that you only get a doctor, whether it be a veterinarian or a human chiropractor to work on your animal doctorate school is at least three or four years of undergraduate training. And then usually about three or four years on top of that of doctorate training. So that means the person working on your animal is a doctor. They know how to evaluate and manage, um, certain things, maybe a little bit more so than say someone who doesn't have that understanding. Being a doctor requires a certain amount of rigor and um, 
I just, I personally would not want someone treating my animal if they didn't have a professional mindset of, I am taking care of this person, not, I'm just gonna, um, you know, pop this animal and walk away and never see them again. Um, you know, in the chiropractic profession, we call that uh, cracking necks and cashing checks. And that is just not my personal philosophy when it comes to taking care of patients. It is an intimate relationship and understanding that you have with that animal and that animal owner. And I think professionally, we should hold ourselves to a higher standard and only trust doctors to take care of patients. So, um, animal owners that may or may not be listening to this podcast, the number one way to know if your provider is legitimate is say, hey, where did you go to school? Um, hopefully they say something to their, um, the means of, I went to human chiropractic school or I went to veterinary school. And then hopefully they mention, you know, advanced training. So that's the second part of this. Okay. Did you go to school? Are you a doctor? And two, do you have advanced training? Now, I am a huge proponent of getting advanced training. Being a human chiropractor, animal anatomy is a little bit different. Um, So it is important that I know how to extrapolate my um, hands-on skills to skeletons of all shapes and sizes. And vets as well, it is important that you get some hands-on training to understand how to deliver an adjustment. So the second thing you need to inform animal owners is ask about their training. Where do they go to school? Are they a doctor? And where do they get their advanced training? There are not very many schools in the U.S., which is where I am. There's only seven um, personal favorites. Parker, that's where I went. There's also Options for Animals, Healing Oasis. Uh, There's now a Northwest Institute. We talked about um, Animal Chiropractic Academy with Dr. Scott Little. Um, and then ACES, and um, there's also Backbone Academy, and then one also in um, Canada. Um, I did another podcast about that. So if you are curious about what schools, um, you can go to in order to become an animal chiropractor, uh, first you have to go to doctor school, but if you're curious about the advanced training part, um, go back in my podcast and listen to the first episode about how do you become an animal chiropractor because I go through each and every school and I hope I'm not missing one. (laughs) So, um, first are you a doctor Two, where did you get your animal chiropractic training? Now, I'm going to get a little bit more in-depth here. Um, When you get your advanced training, you should know how to handle an animal appropriately and with respect. And I can't even begin to tell you how horrified I am when um, I shadow other people that aren't professionals. Now, when I was um, early on in my career, I shadowed a couple different providers and they were all very different. However, ones that stood out to me are the ones that treated an animal with respect. So um, if you have a provider that is rough or abusive or maybe uses heavy-handed tools with no palpation. I mean, they just slam your horse on the back with a hammer without even feeling the joint play ahead of time and or if they use sedation. Personally, since I'm a chiropractor, I'm not allowed to use medication um, of any sort on an animal prior to working on them. There are calming aids that uh, you you can recommend uh, provided you talk to the vet ahead of time, Um, but do not sedate an animal prior to an adjustment if you don't have to. I think it is uh, negligent to be doing that, especially during a first treatment, because you can't get a full gauge on how um, in pain an animal is. So if I give you a heavy duty 
um, muscle relaxer um, or sedation, say like ACE, um, I'm going to get quite a bit different, um, you know, palpation assessment of muscle tone and reaction to palpation, uh, deep palpation, and if there's pain and muscle spasm, because usually sedation takes all of that away. I can't feel end play, can't feel muscle tone like I'm supposed to. I can't get a true gauge on what is actually bothering the animal. Um, a lot of people, especially animal owners that don't know the difference, uh, they're like, oh, my dog would never let you do that. But animals actually, when they get adjusted, I think they're very in tune with their body. And the second you try and help them and you lead them through the appointment, they actually like it. Um, so with that being said, uh, you know, the first couple times may be a little crazy, a little rodeo, but after, you know, two or three adjustments, they usually know you're there to help. So I shouldn't have to manhandle a horse or a dog when I adjust them. I should be able to work with them. I should treat them with respect and I shouldn't have to manhandle them or uh, beat them into submission. So um, there are aids that you can use like twitches and muzzles and stuff like that, but they should always be used with respect. You should never, never, ever try and force an animal to do something they don't want to. So, you know, off my soapbox there, because that's something I'm very passionate about. Um, I don't like when animals are mistreated in the name of helping them, because I think it kind of uh, is a contradiction. Um, but with that being said, I glossed over this a little bit in the last one. But number four, my last point, is a provider should evaluate your animal before they treat them. So what I mean by this is they should do some kind of assessment, like checking range of motion, palpation, feeling muscle tone, checking proprioception by flipping the limbs over and seeing if the pet can uh, put their, their foot back um, to where it's supposed to be. They should have some kind of measurement to know if the animal is getting better before and then after treatment. This is the number one thing that I think gets missed. Um, you know, whether we just don't know how to do the exam or, you know, whether it's a body worker and they just, oh, I'll just go adjust, right? Um, it is important that the person you are using to treat your animal does an assessment because how will they know where to adjust? I don't think that chiropractic is a one-size-fits-all um, kind of treatment. You can't just, every animal needs their right hip adjusted. Every animal needs their low neck. I mean, there are patterns, don't get me wrong, but not every pet needs the same kind of treatment. You can't just follow um, a certain protocol that you were taught at a weekend course and call it good. So, um, especially for horses, I really recommend that the provider that you are using put hands on the animal, assess joint play, assess range of motion, assess muscle tone, at the very least, and then, you know, show you the changes. And hopefully the animal as well has a, a good relaxing change before and after. They shouldn't seem more uptight, more stressed after an adjustment. They should seem more relaxed, more calm. So I guess that's five things, okay? So number one, is your provider a doctor? Do they go to school somewhere? Two, do they have advanced training in how to uh, do the adjustment on animal spines? And three, no tools, no sedation, handle animals with respect. And four, make sure you have an evaluation before and after treatment. So um, <laughs> take care of our animals and be professional. If you're an animal chiropractor, we need to make this profession better. And um, I'm tired of getting confused and... Um, 
you know, my credentials being um, misconstrued and misunderstood um, because there are other people out there that maybe aren't doing things to a professional standard. And I want to stand above the rest, um, but I can't do that if my colleagues don't also rise with me. So with that being said, this is Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Cairo. I'm here to help you and help your practice, and I want you to be successful. So um, I invite you, please let me help you. I've developed an eight-week course that is full of greatness. <laughs> At least I'm biased anyway. Um, so with that being said, please join the contest to win my eight-week course 100% for free. If you scroll down on iTunes and you leave this podcast a review, or if you go on my Facebook or Google page, leave me a review view. Uh, Ratings will not be accepted. You have to type a little bit. Let me know what this podcast means to you. It warms my heart. Um, And uh, click submit and then I will be announcing the winner probably here in the next couple weeks uh, right at Christmas. So that way we're going to be starting uh, in January of next year. It's an eight week long program. It's full of goodness and I can't wait to share it with you. And this beta group as I call them is going to help me refine it. So that way the future um, course that I release is excellent and is going to get you on the track to success. So, uh, this is Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Cairo, and I hope you gained something from this episode, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.